0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Redheads Book Club. Hey Redheads, how's everyone feeling? Good. Feeling fine i'm so excited that it's episode two of the redheads book club everyone was loving episode one it's crazy that this is a monthly podcast because it feels like episode one was so long ago so long ago and i really missed you bitches i missed you guys so much i missed
2: you guys so much
1: so dana and becky how has the reception been among your friends and family is everyone supportive how do you feel being a
0: podcaster
3: Overwhelmingly positive. My friends who I didn't know knew how to read are now reading. Who <laughs> love to see it.
0: I know, I totally agree. I feel like we're really catalyzing some new trends in the whole reading space. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, as a newfound celebrity, it's yes. been tough. I mean, everyone recognizes me on the streets. <laughs> They're like, you have a book club podcast? Genius. Genius. <laughs> no, but truly, I. How are you
1: handling the fame?
0: I it's mean, going to her head.
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's to really red. Head. Head. She
2: comes in here today. She's treating She's yelling at
0: me. <laughs> like, okay,
2: like the kid sister. Does one podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, all I do is drive around in Uber Blacks now. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the new way of life, ladies. It's
2: prestige. Well, your voice really
1: was the breakout star of last month's podcast. So I understand why you might uh, be
0: feeling high I so appreciate the acknowledgement. And, I mean, I I had no idea that this was a characteristic of mine that I really needed to pursue earlier. So, thank you for recognizing the potential.
1: No problem. Better late than never. I'm so glad we're all on this journey together. We have all read the second book of Redhead's Book Club, which was Red, White, and Royal Blue. Becky's Choice. So many people thought the book was called Becky's Choice. But I kept saying, this month's book is Becky's Choice. I'm, is honestly, so funny. I don't know why they wouldn't have thought that because it literally sounds like the name of a book. Sophie's Choice. So,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> Becky's Choice. She's choosing between red, white, and royal blue or something else. That is so funny. I can't believe you didn't tell me that sooner. It's hilarious. Yeah, I really just realized it
1: when I said it again, but we... I got so much positive feedback from the first episode And a few notes for how we can make things even better Oh, tell us And we're actually going to start with one of the suggestions from the Redheads Which is that we summarize the book for anyone who either didn't read it, lol Or read it a few months ago Even read it earlier this month and forgot it, a la
2: Counselor Snitch Yeah, I like breeze through that fucking thing And then all of a sudden we're recording in March And I'm like, <laughs> oh fuck Yeah, I put off starting it for so long Because I wanted it to be fresh in
1: my head And the last book I read before we recorded but then you guys were talking about it in our group chat people were talking about it in the Redheads Facebook group mm-hmm. I was having you such FOMO oh no, and I think... ruined it for you didn't I oh Margo definitely
0: ruined it for me Sorry. I mean, how can you really ruin this book <laughs>
1: no but. she was like I didn't know anything about the
2: book <laughs> yeah. nothing at all I assumed it was about a royal she said the ending <laughs> with the presidency yeah oh you ruined I it said, twice I said actually. I can't believe that Texas flipped
0: She was like, what?
2: You were like, I can't believe that the election hinged on Texas.
1: I was like,
0: oh, okay. Thanks. Well, it's so funny because to be juxtaposed with Snitch's approach to this book club month, I finished the book last night at 2.30 a.m. That was
2: me. That was me last month oh, yeah. with the other book and I just couldn't handle that sort of stress in my life. Remember? like I was I actually was crying because right. I couldn't finish the book. So you were the other extreme yeah. this time. Maybe next month I'll, I'll
0: get it together. I actually think, Jackie, your approach is maybe the the right way to go. Like yeah. a
2: week
1: out. Um, yeah. But then I was seeing so many people's opinions in the Redheads Facebook group. Yeah, so many it. people loving it. So many people disliking it. Someone wrote they couldn't believe I was going to read it a few days before because they couldn't get through it and how was I going to? I thought it was a breeze. I, read I thought it. it
2: was an extremely easy read. I read it way
3: too early.
1: Early. When did you read it? Like Dana, welcome to the we show. You, where
3: have you been? <laughs> I couldn't participate because I read it so long ago. Yeah. And it like took me two days.
1: <laughs> Dana, yeah, it I feel quick. like for Becky, snitch, and I, like I this was on my Goodreads. It was like coming up as a suggested book, like a mutual friend that I had to read. Would you ever have read this book?
3: Probably not. Only because I don't think it would have crossed my radar. It's just not the usual genre that I look for. I feel like we're making her dumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. But next month is Dana's choice.
1: And she's going to make us smarter. It's called Dana's
2: Choice. (laughs) Oh, my God. That one I'm actually going to start the second I leave here. Yeah. Because I think I'm going to need the full month to read it. No, we'll get to it. But I don't think it'll
3: be too tough.
1: We'll see. So this book, Red, White, and Royal Blue, it's a mouthful. Red, White, and Royal Blue uh, by Casey McQuiston is a classic boy meets boy tale. Boy meets boy, boy hates boy, boy like irrationally hates boy, boy shoves boy into a cake, boy has to go on an apology tour with boy, boy realizes he's in love with boy who already knew he was in love with boy, and then there's an election.
0: <laughs> that was a great summary. Yeah, I think that was good. Honestly, oh, well done, Jack. It's just your
1: classic boy shoves boy tale.
0: <laughs> and you know what I love about this book is that it covers Boy-on-boy love and politics, which I think are the two areas that us four ladies are most equipped to cover. Oh, definitely. And speak to.
1: And it covers history, which actually I am kind of equipped to speak to. There's a lot of themes in the book that we can discuss, and I think we're the perfect people to talk about
0: (laughs) them. We're a dynamic crew. I think this is a perfect first challenge for us to navigate together. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited to discuss.
1: I'm really excited to hear everyone's thoughts because I've been trying— for us to not discuss it, but for anyone who else needs a refresher, the Prince Henry and the first son—oh, it's also uh, the first offspring and the Prince of England, who are the boys and the boys—and they fall in love and they have a secret relationship and correspondence that turns very public. Then the the first son, his mother is up for re-election, so it just it has all. She's of these, the first woman president because she's the first woman president. Yeah,
2: it has it has everything.
1: everything.
0: That's Sexuality, not exactly why she's up for re-election. No, no,
2: no. no. I just thought that you weren't saying that. part Pardon, it's very important. Yes, it's very important. It is very important. (laughs) I told you. Do you
1: guys (laughs) want to take this outside? (laughs) I don't
2: know where this is going from, but apparently we're beefing. Love you too.
1: Okay, I'm so glad to hear that. Okay, overall thoughts on the book. Did we like it? Did we not like it? Who did we like? Who did we not?
2: I'll start. Um, I very much enjoyed it, but this is like my kind of book. So if I didn't, then there would have been something wrong. Um, I really didn't like Alex. Absolutely loved Prince Henry. Agreed, agreed. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was a good book. There were some things that kind of, like, just bothered me and was,
3: like, annoying. But I thought it was definitely better than last month's. Interesting. Dana? I had complicated emotions towards a book that was pretty simple because, like Snitch, I really hated Alex. I found him Mm -hmm. insufferable between, like, his lack of self-awareness, his selfishness, and contrasted to Henry, who I loved. But, like, for as surface as it seemed at times with just the budding romance and all the different diversity aspects, there was some, like, complications underneath it all. Agreed. Which surprised me each time. Interesting. Like, specifically, and we'll get into it, when they went into the loss that Henry suffered, I thought that was pretty... Intact, And they did a really good job with that. And it was very different from the rest of the book. That was more lighter and, like, love-heavy.
1: Yeah, honestly, I completely forgot about that until (laughs) right now. But I remembered enjoying it. And then they did a good job of explaining, like, his grief process. Yeah, and that took me by surprise. Because
3: I I honestly didn't think she was capable of it.
1: Yeah, because a lot (laughs) of the other emotions, like, weren't... uh, What's the word like? Dissect- articulated, yeah, dis- like articulated, dissected well enough to the point where you can understand how this person arrived at this place. Mm-hmm. For example,
2: hating someone at the Rio Olympics, I know I don't
1: understand right. how that. Well, no, I even actually started. understood
2: that because apparently Henry was like, "Can you get this guy away from me?" I would be offended but to harbor that
3: for years and years and years. It's, yeah,
2: yeah, for it to be turned into such a hatred. But I would think of it every time I saw him and be like, "Oh, I hate that guy." But to hate him like so actively all the time was definitely weird. yes.
1: But also, it's like we never found out why Henry really said that. We know that he was in a bad place but we also know that he looked at Alex at the Rio Olympics and like fell in love with him on the spot so why did he say can you get this guy away from yeah, me that maybe that because he didn't want to feel with those
2: feel- deal with those feelings it was just like Unclear. so
1: much hinged on the Rio Olympics and it just <laughs> it wasn't uh, explored for totally me.
0: Becky You know, I was really excited going into this book because it had become so publicly discussed and everyone was recommending it. And I saw it on every list. I thought it was very timely given kind of Megxit and just overall Mm -hmm. themes. Um, And it was a little more basic than I expected. Uh, It was a little simpler of a read. But I do totally agree with you, Dana, that there were underlying themes that were really kind of complicated that I'm excited to to dig in a little deeper. Uh, So overall... I totally breezed through it. I thought that it was a little positive, which is not a bad thing. Like, we can mm-hmm. all use an uplifting read every now and then. However, for there to be just one momentary low in the book, mm-hmm. and that really be it. It was smooth sailing sort yeah. of the entire way through. I wasn't expecting it. I kept expecting there to be some something the rug pulled out from under us. It didn't happen, and I mean fantastic I, I would love more joy in my day-to-day life
1: I agree with that it was very much a Hallmark movie yeah you know, where everything's going great and then you know something happens but then it picks back up again yeah. happy ending and it's not only do we get a happy ending with Alex and Henry too, who to me were endgame and I couldn't have seen the book going any other way mm-hmm. but the mom wins re-election. the public loves them yeah you know everything is coming up roses Totally. and I, I enjoyed it but I'm now used to reading books that like leave you hanging yeah. and leave you with like like, ooh, you know, looking at the silver lining. And so I was just like, "Oh, okay. Cool. I'm Bye. Like,
0: Fantastic." But then it also it made it
1: out. made it a little too like I was people gimmicky. were gimmicky. Yeah, and I saw some criticisms that it was a little too much like escapism and fantasy and not, and it therefore couldn't be ever realistic. Yeah. But overall, I did like it. It's so something that I would love and I would read and I thought it was a really great love story, and I wonder how I would feel about it if I didn't know I had to like talk about every single aspect of the book on a podcast afterwards. I think I would have been like, oh my God, you guys have to read this book. It is so cute and so easy. I loved the setup of, because I just love pop culture, a first offspring falling in love with the Prince of Britain. Like that to me is everything of the sort. And, I just I love that whole it's like President's Daughter that movie you know Mm -hmm. like I just I love the behind the scenes of what goes on in the White House the logistics of taking a PJ to Kensington Palace a royal wedding I love it all so for for the pop culture enthusiast in me and like someone who's a fan of the crown I was all about it totally agree. Okay, so let's talk about some of the major themes in the book, because there were plenty. The biggest one, I think, is sexuality and identity. And it didn't dawn on me until a good way through the book how young Alex was. Yeah. I kind of assumed when he was saying he was in school, I assumed he was in, like, grad school or, like, law school. Mm -hmm. Because, to me, he wasn't a 21-year-old,
2: like, going and bothering senators on Capitol Hill? I can't <laughs> with that. I simply cannot. Oh, that's I, me. That's me. I'm going to Capitol Hill, and I'm going
0: to yell at senators for I don't know I mean, what. lest we not forget, I interned on Capitol Hill. Like, I worked in the House of Representatives. Like, they, the the buildings that they talked about, like, I worked in Rayburn. Like, I know the dynamics. There's so much security. That's just not realistic. <laughs> not realistic. Not only that. Like, there are so many interns sitting every which way. I mean, I guess Luna Told Ugh. all of his people, he's like, give this guy a free pass. He can come in whenever, perhaps, but but you know, it's it like, a stretch.
1: what? If, I agree. He probably, as the president's son, can go wherever he wants in Washington D.C., but like. Why would he want to? I I just could not relate whatsoever. And at the end of the book, Alex really turned it around and I I liked him, but in the beginning I could not stand him. He thought he was so smart, better than everyone at everything. When someone gave him a color coded binder and he was like, Wow, it was so organized, it could have been done by me. I was like, fuck off. Like he was just so like such a little shit. His whole vernacular was
3: infuriating. Like especially I feel like they recycled this line all the time throughout the book where he was like, It's fine, it's fine, no worries, it's fine. Voice <laughs> did voice when he said it? Bro, he was still going through puberty. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm so interested that you guys had such a problem with Alex. I, did. I really didn't at oh, all whatsoever. He there were came, times. He came so close to ruining the book for me so many times. Not at all. For wow. me. Yeah, I had a lot of tolerance for him. I just think that. I felt like he was an overachiever, like everything that he did well. I was like, yeah, you're smart, you're efficient, you're good at your job, you're you're
3: bright, this makes sense. I feel like they were forcing that whole boy characteristic stereotype where it's like you're so smart and can make color-coded binders but like you're so stupid and can't even realize this boy's in love with you like brain yeah. brains versus awareness and i'm just like how did you not realize you were in love with someone that you kept a magazine of his face underneath your pillow and thought right. about him every or second that
2: you and li- liam was his name yeah <laughs>
3: that you guys were like touching each other and it never
2: crossed yeah. your mind your mind that you might be bisexual
3: <laughs> yeah. For
0: yes. his yeah. senior year, when he got drunk and made out with Liam in his twin bed for an hour, I'm Hi, sorry. Are you paying yeah. attention? And he's like, they just said that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the beef. The beef. but that wasn't an ex- and it's exact like excerpt. no and all
1: that stuff comes up afterwards you know we're finding out when he calls liam and liam's probably like laughing when he was like no, liam picked up and was mad because yeah, like yeah. liam obviously understandably knew. yeah of yeah, course to liam alex is like an ex yeah and yeah yeah it's like your ex calling you being like were we in a relationship <laughs> it's like Excuse are you me? fucking kidding yeah um what was that yeah but I understood he had to go through this journey. And so for that reason, I understood why he had to, he was young. But I do think the story could have been really elevated if they were a little bit older and more mature. And also for like who, the people that I picked for my Hollywood version, oh. um, they're all a bit older. And so that just works for Henry me. Henry
3: was older than Alex by a few years. Was he? Uh-huh. Okay, And Henry behaved older. He just
0: had so much more experience in life, in perspective. But I
2: think that's because he's a child of the crown. So he had, like, from, like, the second he was born, he had to kind of be this, like, mature person no matter what. Mm -hmm. Whereas Alex only just became the president's son. Yeah. And
3: speaking to, like, Alex's lack of awareness, every time Henry pulled away, which I guess there's two main points in the plot where he does that, after he kisses him in the courtyard and then after the journey they take at the father's ranch— Alex doesn't like for a second stop to understand that like oh he's freaking out because he can't live this life as heir to the throne et cetera he's just like what's going on why do he stop talking to me and like flies yeah. out there there was no like the gravity of the situation
1: like was not, did not- him. Did not uh, affect him at all. At certain the points, the gravity felt of the like. situation was lost on him. It was lost <laughs> on him. Thank you, thank you, Counselor Snitch. Well, before we go into the next theme, I just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor that is near and dear to our hearts and our feet. Thursday Boots. Boot, boot. I love Thursday Boots. I have the cutest pair, and now that Dana and Becky are on board for this podcast, I got them some Thursday Boots, and I believe that they are loving them. Can you confirm, ladies?
0: I mean, I can't get enough compliments on them. I wore them this weekend to a it was a disco party, and I got these great white boots. And it was i I felt like I was like almost getting too much attention. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's your new campaign. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. The That's fame a good plus point, the boots. Mitch. She can't be stopped. And recently, Becky and I gave Dana a head to toe makeover, and the toe part was completed when her Thursday boots came through, which we chose for her. Mm-hmm. And they're so cute. They're like little black ankle boots, they go with everything, every outfit.
3: How have they changed your life? I wore them to a after work karaoke event, and I got compliments which doesn't happen ever
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm so happy that thursday boots is in all of our lives thursday boots believes in year-round honest prices so while they don't do sales or discounts they're giving our listeners free two-day shipping on their first order and always offer free returns and exchanges so you have nothing to lose by trying out a few pairs go to thursday book And you can have a pair on your doorstep before next Thursday. Follow at Thursdays on Instagram to see their boots in action and for early access on new styles. Plus, they're the perfect sponsor for this show because our episodes drop on Thursdays while you're wearing your Thursday boots. Wow. So meta. I was just about to say
0: that, Snatch. Are we friends again? I think so.
1: Maybe (laughs) we're
2: we're like getting back on the same level.
1: Well, that actually is a great segue into our next theme, which is love. Forbidden love. Forbidden love. (laughs) Love is everywhere in this book. It's such a beautiful thing. And I think something the book achieves, correct me if I'm wrong, is the blossoming of the relationship and the communication and how they sort of fell into step with each other. Even the text messages in the beginning when they were kind of roasting each other, like flirt texting one another, and the conversations that they have when they're able to see each other really is love is, is plentiful in the novel.
0: I would have to say that this is one of my favorite parts of the book. i really truly felt their connection. I thought it was so special. It was a a type of love that you don't read about or hear about. And it just touched my heart and soul. It, It really, it really kind of moved me and I felt they were so connected. And I thought the correspondence via email was really special. I love that they included these historical love letters from really like wonderful writers and figures in past history it's just that was really one of my favorite overall themes um and that's really what grounded me in in walking away from this book being like that that was a great read
1: yeah i liked the historical love letters element especially like because obviously the author did a lot of research into you know queer history and a lot of the different historical figures who had lovers that we might have not known about and so I thought as a history major that was quite interesting but the rest of the email communications were <laughs> so fucking cringy like I I literally had to skim over them to make sure I wasn't missing something important but like I just was jumping out of my skin at the way that at, I, I just I couldn't oh, know. I love I, them no I'm
2: I'm kind of with you like I was just reading it and I was like okay first things first like no 21-year-old communicates <laughs> like this. Like, it's just not physically possible for someone to be able to do that. That's first. Second, just, yeah, and it was kind of just making my skin crawl.
1: And they were so long, too. I was just, ugh oh. And you, I had a pit the entire time because these two are hugely important public figures. Yeah, maybe that's what I couldn't get past. And you just can't put, like, I, I, it all worked out in the end. But, like, the fact that all these emails were hacked, like, was the least shocking thing that happened to me. Number one rule of, like, having a secret and being a public figure is don't put things in mm-hmm. writing.
0: It was mm-hmm. like you, as the Prince of England, and me, as the first son <laughs> of the United States, are in a relationship now, yes, and we're and in love with each other in secrecy. Yeah. I, I
1: gave
2: like, you a blow job
1: at Wimbledon. Like, no, literally,
2: <laughs> that's—I didn't even think about that. They basically—they basically wrote the book in their emails. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the protectiveness
3: through which they like gave to the NDAs were crazy. They're like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. A hundred people just saw us, but like, we'll just have them sign an NDA." There was no fear that like someone would just slip. Yeah. But I agree with it. That was my favorite part, too, of the book. I thought they did a great job. and wow. I did. And, like, they didn't gloss over it. I feel like with love stories, they have three or four, like, highlighted moments, and then the rest you just leave up to their imagination, and then it's four years later. But mm-hmm. they went through Every single interaction in excruciating detail. Yes. That's
2: so true. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's like, oh, next week I saw him, but it's like mm-hmm. anytime that I they dropped my books and he picked them up and now we're in love. right yeah.
3: <laughs> But now if any time that they had an interaction, we knew about it. It encapsulated like falling in love really well because yeah. it is such a timely thing. And even, like, the one phone call they had that lasted eight hours and he took it to his bedroom and he was in the other room and, like, walking around, I feel like everyone can relate to that. Like, that's such a staple of a budding relationship Mm -hmm. where you have those random one-off days where you're on the phone for nine hours not expecting to be. Yeah. Like, I thought they did a really good job of going into detail.
1: Definitely. Another big theme that obviously has to do with the royal family is duty. And I think... (laughs)
0: everyone gonna be okay you couldn't expect nobody honestly did not cross my mind it didn't cross my mind until dana cackled oh my god
1: i shouldn't have been looking at dana when i said it um is duty because up i can't up until this point in his life like henry has always tried to you know do his duty as a member of the royal family and do what's expected of him and he always put you know that responsibility in front of his personal needs and i think watching him struggle to try and figure that out was i mean i'm not a royal or anything but was kind of relatable between doing what you know that you should do but what you want to do but maybe eventually what you want to do is actually just what you should do Mm -hmm. because if you're doing what you think someone else what someone else thinks that you should do like it doesn't even pan out you know
3: i agree i think not to jump to the moral.
1: Yeah, but but I think jump.
3: that kind of is what the jump. moral is. Be your authentic self. If you can control the narrative and do it on your own pace, that's better. If you can, I hope you have a sister that writes really good speeches for you. Yeah. But yeah. like it it just be your authentic self because you can't go wrong that way.
0: Yeah. It's so complicated. I feel like along the way there's going to be hurdles that you run into and moments when you have to pull back and say I mean, I'm going to make a lot of people unhappy if I choose this route. Is it worth it? Like, it's such a push and pull that I think everybody can relate to, whether it's a job or whether it's a personal relationship or a a dynamic with, like, a close family member. Yeah. And you have to struggle with being like, okay, this doesn't necessarily fulfill me, but it will appease the rest of the community and, like, the loved ones. Do I go through with it? and so i think that it it shows a lot of courage and bravery when you end up seeing staying to your true loyal self and and kind of seeing through to what makes you genuinely happy it just makes me wonder how often people aren't able to stay true to their genuine desires and mm-hmm. needs like what we don't see and who of our friends or or what public relationships are out of convenience versus out right. of true Desire and whether they're in like our the royal family that we know and love, like what is being hidden and what how are people not being their authentic? Honestly, selves, you know? that part just made me so
2: fucking mad. Like <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like just like let your son be happy." And like I understand oh. there's a duty and that there's a way to like the way that you have to like act or whatever. But like, bro, it's a twenty first century. Get the fuck over oh, it. A hundred percent. The way that his family handled it, but up
1: until the relationship with Alex, he didn't really tell. You know, he hadn't come out to everyone or had a, a relationship with a man. and He was always, you know, dating, hiding it. hiding it and having girlfriends. But then once it was out there, like for the queen to have that reaction. And I hope she was not based at all on Queen Elizabeth, who I stan, uh-huh. because it
2: was really disappointing. Very disappointing. But, but I understand also, why I also him, had a problem with that whole scene because I felt that it was highly unrealistic. Do you know what I mean? Like that the mom coming out of nowhere and she's able to get the Queen of England to be scared of her. When they said that line, like, oh, she was scared. Like, I'm sorry, I really don't think that the Queen is like scared of anything. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's so true.
1: And it was an interesting book because it's obviously not based on the royal family, but the setup is so similar that you can't help... But think that Mm -hmm. Queen Mary is Queen Elizabeth and Prince Henry is Prince Harry and Prince Philip is Prince William. Like, it's just all there. It was
3: reminiscent of them, like, leaving the throne and coming to America.
1: No, it was really making me think about Harry and Meghan and how, like, sometimes the royal life is not meant for you in the way that, you know, the queen might see fit and you have to take matters into your own, mm-hmm. own hands this book actually really helps me have more sympathy for harry and megan i'm not gonna lie no i, I totally yeah. agree i didn't think of them
2: once <laughs> what to... the snatcher <laughs> really the snatcher just I, didn't i, I can't no, like i you. thought when i heard henry i was like oh it sounds like harry but like i didn't think about like meg's it
1: yeah <laughs> like, i just thought about what it would be like to be in the royal family and and not be able to to deal with a lot of the things that you have to, or even like if you had to live in London but your your boyfriend was a member of the first family of America, like how could you guys have a relationship? I never had thought about that before yeah
2: like I can't I hadn't thought about what it's like that you can't <laughs> say no yeah that's shocking but
1: it's then, my favorite word, but then I watch the crown and I'm like, yeah no you're born into this this is hundreds of years of history and legacy, and you have to say yes. Like, this is your birthright and for all the reasons you get to live in castles and go on these amazing Mm -hmm. vacations, you also... Have a PJ, but sometimes also fly commercial, but first class. Um, You also have to do what people expect of you. But I also think that there's a difference between doing what
2: people expect of you and being your true, authentic self. Yeah, and compromising exactly. your
1: beliefs because
2: yes. of what people expect of you. But if people expect you to go to this event that you don't want to go to, like, yeah, you fucking go. But if someone is trying to make you not be who you really are, then no. You she don't didn't just- care that
3: he was gay, which was interesting. She just wanted, for public appearances, him to not end up with the man. Which
0: but, is so sad. Mm-hmm. That yeah. She's like, you do you however in public you can't be that version of yourself Mm -hmm. and that's where I think that the parallels aren't exactly the same Megs that I feel like is very much we want to withdraw from this entire organization that is the royal family whereas Henry was just like Hey, this is who I am. I'll abdicate if you're not okay with this, but I felt like he was he was okay to continue upholding his royal responsibilities. I agree with that. When
1: him and Alex were doing the photo shoot in the park and he was like in his Burberry and he was in his like chinos and they were describing these photos, I was like living for it. <laughs> yeah. I would do anything for imagine. I all I could think the entire time is imagine if this was a real story and like someone from the royal family was dating Someone, the president's son or daughter, and like they were getting engaged, they were going the distance, they were doing like press photos. It would be everything. It would be iconic. It would be iconic. So I just, I loved that element of it for sure. Also, another theme in the book was politics. And that kind of actually took away from the book for me because I felt like there was already so much going on and the political aspects i was just like not here for like when it came to policy
3: you know i was bored by that like yeah, just I'm not, because i'm generally not
1: i like no if i wanted to like read about
0: politics this isn't the book i would have chosen it, w- yeah. it wouldn't be
3: no <laughs> no <laughs> but it's
0: based in truth <laughs> um no but i felt like it was such a huge part of alex's identity and it was just really a novel around these two individuals who had so much going on in their personal lives and and family lives that I mean, when you hear about Alex, you inevitably have to hear about the political side. So I sort of just took it, but I it did get complicated at times, for sure.
1: Yeah, and then the last thing I want to touch on is the theme of family, because both books, both men were very family-oriented. Their family was their career, their lives, and their loves and their relationships with their siblings were definitely at the forefront. Yeah,
2: so that scene, I guess, when every, like, shit hit the fan, and Alex had, like, the day of, like, in the meetings and whatever, and then he went upstairs and, like, he looked in the hallway and, like, his dad, his mom, his sister were all there and he started crying and he felt his knees. Like, I was not okay. Like, I was crying. Yeah. It was, like, really just, like, I felt that. It was, like, how to handle the situation versus how not
3: to handle yeah. the situation. Yeah. totally. I feel like the general consensus is probably that the president, Ellen, handled Alex's coming out well, I kind of didn't think so. Not well enough. Not well enough. She fired him. Why did she need to fire him? And two, she kind of gave him an ultimatum, like, is he your forever? How can anyone determine who their forever is at 21 years old when they haven't even been able to live their relationship publicly?
2: Agreed. Because also, it's like, why does it matter if it's his forever or not? Because he knows he's
3: bisexual. So no matter what, whether whether
2: this relationship works out or the next one is the forever.
3: It doesn't matter. No, but, like, she wasn't going to damage such a public political thing if it wasn't serious. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was the prince. <laughs> yeah. 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 She wouldn't yeah, have yeah, said yeah. that Sorry, if it was makes that makes the person. Sense. But, like, to ask your son, is this the person that you're going to marry when he's 21 years old and hasn't, like, been in the same place as Henry, I just thought was a lot of pressure to put on someone. Yeah, that's yeah. a little unfair. And there's yeah.
1: absolutely no way to know, even if you're sure. Like, there's no way yeah. to know, especially when you haven't had a relationship beyond the two of you. Like, you haven't even brought your families into it. You know, there's, yeah. they've got some big families. <laughs> yeah. They do? They've got some big families.
0: They, like, end up breaking up, and his mom's like, are you kidding me? I have to, to go to go a luncheon you with promised. the next week. You told me he was here forever. You gotta get back together. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't love the
3: way she handled it.
0: I would agree with that. I think she's put in a tough position. She has to put on the presidential hat while also kind of straddling this very complicated new information that she's learning not only about her son, but about this like political situation that it inevitably weaves in. So, about international relations. Literally. Yeah.
2: Literally.
1: Also, this uh, puts
0: the relations in international relations. <laughs>
1: Uh, the president slash mom. I thought she was an interesting figure because I really liked her, and I thought she did a good job of going about being a president and a mom. Agreed. Um, but they were really hard on her. They the hated kids. her like, mm-hmm. they <laughs> hated <laughs> her.
2: like they just like resented her so much. Like your mom just became the first woman president of the United States. Like maybe cut her some slack. Maybe when Alex
3: guys... forgot to return her text about dinner, and she was like, "You're turning into mom." Oh like, yeah. Oh, you're turning into the president. Great.
0: How <laughs> excited for you, you guys? We are really. We, we are having some differing opinions you about disagree? I I thought she was doing great and I thought her kids loved her. Uh, no, <laughs> Alex it's called liked reading liked her more between than, the lines. I know, apparently I'm very surface. Like I was like I love Alex and I love his mom. They have a beautiful relationship. <laughs> it couldn't be tighter. Yeah, but then also it was like every relationship on the surface seems decent but then
1: they talk a little bit of shit behind your back like Alex and June when they seem like the best of siblings, but then it turns out that June's living in the White House because of him. That was so
3: weird. And it's, it's like, like,
1: what What about his behavior previously? And then they touch really briefly on like an Adderall abuse problem. But so what about his behavior made her feel like she needed to be living where he lived? I didn't get that vibe at all. Yeah, he was a driven guy who studied yes, all the so time. True. And she needed to stay behind
3: <laughs> to make sure he was still studying. I think it was
2: because like, he, he was studying too much. Like she was worried.
3: Yeah, it was weird. That's what I think. Yeah. But back
0: to the mom scenario, like me reading between the lines was like, yes, they had some like challenging conversations and dynamics with their mom at times. But overall, I feel like they did anything for her. Like they, it, it was like at the drop of a hat. So I felt like that underlying commitment and dedication to making sure that she was, that she had their support unwaveringly i was like oh they love this but i this think woman. because of that you say this bitch
2: <laughs> <laughs> but i think she's passed that i think because, of that, I was, I think like, because of that they resented her and that was why like the relationship was a bit strained but i do think that jane didn't like the mom more than yeah, alex yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I just thought they were unnecessarily hard on her when it seemed like they had a
1: really great family, especially considering their parents were divorced, but they're both established politicians. They get along great. The mom has a amazing, like, self-made billionaire inventor, new man in her life. It just seemed like everything was great, and people were just complaining.
3: What about that scene where they were like, quick pizza party in the Oval Office, and they were all just, like, passing around pizzas and paper plates. And, like, yeah, and they being were, like, relatable. talking about how the last
1: time when there was, like, pizza drama. I just <laughs> out so like, everybody got
3: their own pizza pie. I thought that was a waste. That was just sort of <laughs> like like, like, I ate it.
1: writing and the vibe like that. I was like, I, I can't stand these
0: people. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of family relationships and dynamics, my one of my favorite was um, Henry and his sister B. I loved their yeah. relationship. I really felt like they had such a sweet kind of just, they had each other's backs. Mm-hmm. The way that B described grief to Alex, explaining. That was the best scene in the entire book. I totally agree. Yep. I was like, whoa mic drop now i guess i understand everybody who's ever gone through grief before in my entire life
3: i've really thought it was so poignant i felt seen (laughs) finally i I, truly i mean (laughs) that's what i mean where i'm like you're capable of writing like this why are we talking about a pizza party like you know grief better than anyone i've ever encountered (laughs) totally so true totally
1: agree okay well i have some dbqs for you guys but before i ask them to you i want to let you know about care of because care of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals goals with customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term i have been using care of for almost a year and a half now it is the best because everyone wants to take more vitamins, feel better, but it's so hard with all those huge bottles. And what do you take? I can only tell you that I'm tired, I feel like shit all the time, but I don't know what I should be taking for it. You head to takecareof.com and you take an online quiz and answer some questions about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle. And Care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals. Because the vitamin idol can be confusing, so okay. you you follow Care of's expert recommendations. Um, they send you all these packs of vitamins, daily packs, so you can throw them in your bag, take them with you when you travel. Everything is broken out so that you have the right vitamins say every name. single day. They say your name. They're really cute and like on brand. I can't recommend Care-of highly enough, and you should get on the Care-of t- train, too, and take care of yourself. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOOKCLUB50 that's takecareof.com code bookclub50 for 50% off of your care of order. Mm-hmm. It is everything like that's the best way. I feel like the best the easiest way to get take better care of yourself is to take vitamins it's and true. they they're changing the game you guys. Okay, some DBQs for you guys. So this book as we mentioned is centered around figures and roles and events that are Pretty much based in reality. Um, Do you think that this is a scenario that could happen in real life? Maybe not right now because the ages don't match up of the first family and the royal family. But down the line, what do you think? Could a royal ever really date like a first offspring?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, why not? Why not? I feel like in this day and age, there's a blend between royals Political figures, pop culture, they can be seen at the same events. They're at the hottest ticketed things that Wimbledon, go on. Wimbledon, the... everyone's at Wimbledon. We've so got to get there. We've got to get there. <laughs> and so I think when there's that much overlap... Sure, I could definitely see some and I feel like they would be like this is interesting let's explore this. Yeah, but then do you think because now it's like okay in
1: the past so for the past 300 years like how come this hasn't never happened especially between like Britain and the US? Do you think that the White House or even the Crown would encourage a relationship like this or is it a little too complicated? Mm, I mean, Harry's okay, in so Indiana. I mean, I think that but she's
2: not first family. Yeah. I think that it would depend on what party is occupying the White House mm-hmm. and I don't know enough politics about Britain to really know what their stance is on that. So,
1: but Britain has their politics, but the crown is not political. Like, the, the queen does not make political affiliations. I don't know. I get
2: a weird inkling, and you're not going to like it, but, like, I don't think Queen Elizabeth would be happy.
1: If, say, Prince Henry, Prince Harry yeah. dated Ivanka Trump.
2: Oh, 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 Ivanka Trump! I think that'd no, be fine. Oh, I thought you were. T- I thought this whole thing was about whether or not the crown would encourage like a same-sex couple.
1: I think I'm talking both same-sex or heterosexual, just a relationship between the crown and the first family.
2: Oh, I think why not? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I think it might just be too complicated. I
2: think it could be complicated, too. I just feel like, well, we live
1: in a very— And I feel like the president would be like, is this a forever thing?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs)
2: 1,000 motherfucking percent.
0: I would just wonder if the world would look at this relationship and be like, wow, is the U.S. going to favor relations with Mm -hmm. Britain now, or is Britain going to favor the United States in some way, and everything will be twisted, whether or not— And because that's how media works, it's going to be twisted in a way that will anger the public. It's going to blow up in everyone's faces. And for that reason, I might be out. Yeah. That's fair.
1: I feel that. Okay, so... Henry and Alex's relationship was very much rooted in secrecy. When it comes to secrecy in a relationship, do you think it's more or less alluring when the relationship is forbidden? More, it, more, it, more, more, more. Wow, more what are you alluring. hiding? Snatch? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Snatchler, do you have something to tell us? No, no, because you like your secrecy. <laughs> do you think in certain cases, is the,
2: is the fact that you can have something the only reason why you want it? Yeah, you want what you can have, and then also like just like the secrecy of it all is definitely more more alluring, like. For sure That's For, crazy Forbidden I'm the, fruit
1: I'm the exact opposite I'm like forbidden fruit Then I will not touch Oh, bye.
2: <laughs> oh god! You're so straight and arrow sometimes such a goody two shoes Like <laughs> you're yeah, so I'm, fucking That annoying. just gives
1: me anxiety Like the thought of doing something I'm not supposed to be doing No but this is what like,
2: You're not supposed to be doing Like this isn't your mom saying You can't like use your phone Past 10pm And you're breaking the rules Like this is like literally The way that you feel
3: Yeah that's true I think generally people do thrive on secrecy in relationships, especially like marital affairs. But in this case, they didn't. Like each other less once it became public. If anything, they were relieved and more intent on it. it so added it just to the right. shows. Power. But you the don't know
2: that you're going to feel that way until it's public. But while it's see- a secret, like yeah, like you're going to be, you're going to think like, oh my god, this could go so far because of the way that you're feeling. But then that's why so many affairs, like most times, they don't end in marriage
0: affairs. Because they they the fizzle out. Yeah, it,
2: that keeps them alive.
1: Right,
0: Dana. When you bring that up, it's so funny because I was like, oh, there's a ba- bound to be some highs and lows in this book, other than like the one obvious low that we saw maybe when they go public they're gonna realize that oh this isn't as enticing as we once thought and maybe go their separate ways that didn't happen Mm -hmm. but i feel like that does happen sometimes like in younger remember when like they were finally free like charles like went to the board and and Mm -hmm. retired of as his position yeah and like they were walking and they looked at each other and, and they were like Mm, this ain't it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my it's God, like
1: that's n- what happens. No, no, no. No, not really. No, but really. it was just a vibe because it it's vibe. like now you're just stuck with each other. Whereas before, it's the two of you against the world. Right. That's really what it is. It's a ma- mentality when you're in something with someone and it's a secret and it's forbidden. It's like, oh, we're going to conquer the world with
3: this love. And then the world's like, you know what? You could be in love. And we're like, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> it's like the husband's secret. Once it wasn't a secret anymore, they didn't stay together. Oh, yeah. Will and um, the oh, other one, yes. Felicity. I was like, right? wait, what happened in that
0: book? <laughs> I know, same. I was like, whose secret? What was... I literally just timed like, what back is episode it one. read it. Yeah, I was like no. what book did Cecilia right? and her husband not stay together? <laughs> That's so funny.
1: That's so funny. We just
0: read so many books.
1: Yes, <laughs> all two of them. Okay, fun question because the White House trio, which by the way, I was living Living for, for it. Living for it. Like that was something that was just like I wish that...
2: Was a real thing. Was a
1: real thing. Um, and we need to talk about Nora. We haven't mentioned her once <laughs> Not yet. one time. Not one time. <laughs> but the White House trio, they definitely make the most of their situation and their social standing being like first offspring and everybody loves them. Style icons like young influencers. They have their New Year's party. They like to like mess with the tabloids and start rumors about themselves which I thought was hilarious. What would you do if you were first offspring? How would you take advantage of your amazing social life?
2: I feel like I would be like a June minus the like being an intellectual and like being able to like write really well <laughs> like but she just like seemed so fun and like just like wanted to party and just like soak up all the awesomeness that mm-hmm. the white house had to offer and like i think that's what i would do i think so like too. i would be like asking for like the free casamigos all the time like i would just be living for it it's like if i'm gonna be the public eye every five seconds and you are gonna scrutinize me like i'm gonna be fucked up
0: no totally i would like get tickets to the met gala oh, i yeah. would leverage every big event and be like i mean i think it really make a difference to have some political energy in the in the room yeah and <laughs> I would make myself like a movie star. I would also like do something with the White House. Like I remember reading about how the first lady will pick out the China, like when it's like her first time in office and like redo the rooms. I think that would be so fun to really dig deep with redecorating the White House and like better understanding the rooms and all the history they hold, which was another part that I really liked about the book. When Alex would talk about like LBJ's room here and this
3: happened here. Yes. Yeah. I'd probably just, like, go to any concert I wanted. Oh, of for, course. No, but the thing is, when
1: you're in the White House, and I remember um, Sasha and Malia Obama, when Obama was elected, they had the Jonas Brothers come to the White House and perform for oh, them. Oh, that's what I would do so, every weekend. So you could just have that. Yeah. I'm
2: pretty sure I read that. And, like, I'm sure you don't even have to pay them because it's so prestigious. Oh, of course.
3: Oh, my God. So you should just wow, have that's private such concerts. such a good answer. And just host book club podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you have come perform for you? Everybody, I'd have Demi Lovato, Kanye, <laughs> Drake. You know what? I'll Demi come for Lovato. Kanye, but I'll sit out Demi. That is so funny. Am or... I confusing books? Or was the beginning of this book started with him on the roof reading and etching in the roof? Yeah. What? Don't the get caught. Hell Wait, was that? Yeah. I, I totally just remembered just now. Yeah, I remember like that too. looking
1: under the wood. It was giving me like hangover vibes. I was like is there a mattress? It never
0: came up again. It was giving me vibes of like, oh, we're about to uncover some deep-rooted White House drama mm-hmm. conspiracies that that get kind of just woven into each first offspring to, back to Washington days. Yeah, I got that vibe,
1: too. And also, at the end of the day... Don't get caught, like, is not the moral of the story. If anything, getting caught was the best thing that happened yeah, to them. Yeah, 100%. Because then— It was so
3: misplaced. But she, like, no, forgot may- to take it out. <laughs>
2: maybe what they were saying was don't get caught because in hi- like in recent history, like, anytime you do something that's wrong, like, it's not what you should be doing, and you end up worse than you were before. So th- up until this point, you shouldn't get caught. Just, like, keep everything hidden, whereas now they're changing the game as to get caught. Yes. Does that make sense? Sort
1: of. <laughs> sort of. I
0: hear you, Snatch. Okay. I see you. I hear you.
1: Last question. Each of the characters obviously have very different approaches to problem solving and conflict resolution. Alex makes his lists that I just did not relate to. Nora resorts to a probability. Again, didn't relate. Henry, stiff upper lip, you know, goes MIA. Very much can relate. Hi. Uh, which character did you relate to in the book?
3: Henry. Big Same. time like a mix of Alex and Henry because I feel like I am pragmatic and would like try to organize thoughts but Henry just was very insightful and had forethought like he thought into the future and made decisions not based on how he felt in the moment but like how would it affect him later on and that is something I can relate to. Yeah. yeah, Alex was
2: very impulsive.
3: There were a few times yeah.
2: Henry
1: went radio silent where I could have just appreciated like a long text explaining yeah. why he was going radio silent. You know, like don't ignore the love of your life, yeah. and you know he's going through it. Maybe just let him know like why you're ignoring him.
0: Totally yeah, agree. I that, that
2: was so weird. Like he didn't really have any like sympathy for but what like, I, what he was putting Alex through. Mm-hmm.
0: What I thought was even weirder was when the author said, "And that was the last time Alex ever heard from Henry." I'm sorry. <laughs> That's until a... three. Minutes later, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this book's about to be really dynamic. This is about to really shift the entire th- plot. What What's about to go down? Oh no! Three minutes later, they're going to reconcile. Right? I gonna feel gonna like hear from the whole Henry time again. you were reading, you were just like waiting for something yeah. else to happen. I just it was so highly recommended from every which way that I was like, "This must be this like deep plot. There must be so many themes and hidden." wow like just moments where you're really just sitting there with like your jaw on the ground being like how is this story so dynamic and incredible whoa and so when it was pretty straight line like something good happens in the middle something beginning something bad happens in the middle something great happens in the end i was like oh cool it's just a basic story it's yeah. a, it's just a basic love it's story it's just a it's hallmark just a, it's movie. just a hallmark movie you mm-hmm. know it's, it's not it's obviously not a basic story it's fantastic but Also a porn hub.
2: Oh, yes. By the way, like,
1: I didn't think it was, like, that porn hubby. Well, you guys were saying that it was super porny, so I was expecting a lot of porn. And low-key, like, books are just so porny.
2: Books are, that's what I'm saying. Every book that I read, like, any romantic or YA book that you read is porn hubby. So I think at this point I'm just, like, desensitized Yeah, and thing. I thought that, if anything, I like, compared to some other stuff that I've read, like, this was pretty, like, softcore. Yeah, me too. Like, they mm. would say, like, and then we had sex. They wouldn't explain
0: the they wouldn't sexual say, and acts. Then, like No,
1: it was pretty yeah, graphic they, from no, time to it time. It but I think compared, like, literally, I mean, maybe just the that we read. <laughs> what books are you are guys literally reading? Can be sometimes I'll so pornographic note. and descriptive that, to me, honestly, I thought
2: the love scenes were very well done. Me too. Like, mm-hmm. usually you know, like when yeah. things are going in places, like yep. you do- you didn't know that and here. Thrusts and yep. everything. How many times? <laughs> maybe like-
0: because I was reading it on the subway and yeah. I was like getting hot, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, you guys, like, you won't even believe what this story, what this book that I chose, which, by the way, my mother also chose for her book club. Like, wow. I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, my God, you guys, like, this is so, this is he- hot and heavy. And I just think that. It reminded me of like a fifty shades of gray sort of and it reminded oh my me God, of the you Have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? I actually haven't, so maybe that's why. Yeah,
2: that's probably that's I have.
0: probably why. Like you guys are desensitized because you've read Fifty Shades. Whereas like I haven't really read a book that's like hot and heavy. It reminded me of like Rachel's book <laughs> in Friends.
2: What do you know what it is? Can you like talk the, more?
0: Can you Joey Finds? We need Claudia. <laughs> I've watched went- all the episodes, but I don't know if I remember. Oh, it's like Rachel's naughty book, and there's like a cobbler or something. Oh, is this the one
2: with like the one, two, three, seven, and all that? No, oh. different. Oh.
0: I thought I like, could use you in this moment.
2: <laughs> oh, damn.
1: You damn. know, you can't count
0: on Jack's.
2: I'm sure. Actually, I, I know what all the Friends episodes are about. I just
1: don't watch them, but I know about them from Claudia, but she hasn't mentioned that one yeah. yet.
0: I'll text her after. She'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Also, this was very like call me by your name vibes yeah. I never read it. But I never read that. You didn't either. see it. Oh, Dana no? and I not only saw it together, then we, we read the book back to back, and we then like, saw we saw it saw again, it again
3: Together. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. We are really obsessed cute. with it. We're where exactly. dana. And I saw every movie,
0: movie, and it always came back to call me by your name. Oh God, so that's good.
1: great. Okay, we have some though unanswered questions, random loose ends, just random things that happened in this book that I'm just not going to let go of. Do it. Uh, first of all, June and Pez, and then like, were June and Nora hooking up because there was some hand and hair action, and then were June, Nora, and Pez a throuple? I never like ever got that vibe. Okay, what did
2: you think that June and Pez got together? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. yeah for they sure. Definitely they definitely up. got hooked up. Okay, but I never got a June and Nora vibe, and I never got a June Nora Pez vibe. Okay, I got a
1: June and Nora vibe a few times when like Nora was putting her hand in June's hair, which was a detail that they made sure, made sure to, to mention. Okay, and then when they were in the hotel in L.A. June, Nora, and Pez shared a room, and they like all came out the next morning, and it seemed like they had a threesome. Oh, yeah, and then
2: she was like, "Don't ask."
1: Yeah, and it's like if June and <sighs> if June and Pez were gonna hook up, then Nora could have slept with B in the other room. You know,
0: you know be something. That is his. a really good point. Yeah, I I'm thinking
1: that... a sequel about the first <laughs> thruple.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're on the that White path.
2: House the White
0: House thruple. <laughs> That's so funny. (laughs) From trio to thruple, Yeah, I did feel like there were some inconsistencies throughout the story. Yeah. I just felt like with the two most prestigious men in their given countries, for them to be so diligent about security, privacy, this and that. I mean, like when Henry met him at that hotel bar and like came up behind him, like snuck behind him and was like, hey, and like they clearly... I mean, that's a moment that someone at the bar just could have seen Yeah, security footage. I mean, there were so many moments when I was like, do you feel like you're the only two people on Earth? Because you're not. And <laughs> yeah. you're pretty recognizable. So true. so true. Yeah. Like they had NDAs.
3: Yeah.
1: So that like didn't totally add up. But I'm glad for it because they needed a way for it to all come out. And that was the best thing that happened. Another random storyline was Sean and, and
2: Zara getting together. Getting oh, engaged. I loved it. I loved it, made, but So No, I thought that that made sense. When because, did this happen? Well, yeah. because while Henry and Alex were flying back and forth to each other, they were always with them. So then when they were going to, like, you know, hang, they hung out together. It's, it
3: made complete sense to me. And they finally gave her Christmas off, so...
2: Made a little too much sense.
1: Like, oh, how perfect. Now we can all travel together. And the story is... Even... Hi, that's the name of this book. No, Everything right, made too much sense. Everything's much
0: perfect. perfect. Totally. Everything's perfect. I think what you said about escapist novel novellas. Yeah. I feel like that really hits the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: And then also there were a few like comments that June made. I mean there were a lot of random comments, but when she was talking about like wanting to be friends with Ronan Farrow so that she could murder Woody Allen, I thought that was she said it twice and I was like, that's a strange thing to double down on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know? <completely laughs> like I know Woody it.
1: Allen's like a controversial figure, but like for June's like one murder, one her one kill yeah. is gonna be Woody Allen. I thought that was just like weird that the author like Made the sure uh, to the say twice
3: clearly has some umbrage. Yeah,
1: th- that's just the vibe I was getting.
3: Yeah,
0: that's so funny, Jackie. I actually, um, I noticed it one time, I didn't realize there was a double down effort. Yeah. I'll go back.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm You're glad you guys agreed. And then I think also one of the, <laughs> one of the stranger storylines was Raphael Luna Oh yeah. joining a presidential ticket to be a double agent. That was insane. <laughs> That was insane. What if he won?
3: <laughs> what if he didn't uncover a thread of emails that were illegally accessed and he won? Yeah, I guess he was always planning on dropping out, but yeah. like that was just
1: really far-fetched mm-hmm. that he was like then became like a triple agent.
0: <laughs> he really did. I was like, "Wow, this like w- 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 like web of of stories and and Feedback and all of these like this stuff that you've dug up on people, I cannot even follow it right now, but like I can't believe and then it worked. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Escape is out. It I'm all not even worked gonna tell you out. my name. I'll put a code that only Alex knows. Yeah,
1: and like Nora's like WikiLeaks. I just it was like <laughs> so much of that stuff was highly unrealistic. And also if she like knew that she was working on something big, she could have texted him and like, working on something big. Heard about your Hold, sitch. be right back.
0: Helping I think, you out. I
1: think I can help. You know,
0: I think I can help by literally bringing everyone to the ground who sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Who's trying to tear us down.
1: Agreed. OK, well, new segment that we are adding is questions from the Redheads about the book, because a lot of people had some questions for us. So first question from someone named Josie. Are we the Redheads? or oh, The Redheads are the fans. I guess that's, we're all the Redheads. But in this instance, I mean the fans of the Redheads book club.
0: Love that. Thanks for the distinction.
1: What are your opinions on the queen instructing Henry to quote not let anyone know about any deviant
3: desires he might have? Fucked up. Disappointing. Disappointing. Sad, but I don't think as unrealistic as we. Yeah, and you know what? Did. That
1: had to really be like the one wrench in the book because if every if every family was so accepting and mm-hmm. they were like go forth and prosper, then we would have never even had that lull. So right. someone had to be the Bad the guy. villain. Yep. Yeah. That's so true. But I just feel like if I were Queen Elizabeth and I was reading this book and I I, I think she's an accepting queen, um, I would be disappointed because it's really – it's her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, question from Arielle. I found red, white, and royal blue to be a bit boring, and I think it's because everything that happened seems so expected. My question for you all is, did anything that happened in the book catch you off guard or surprise you? I think for me, the thing that actually did surprise me is when those pictures leaked, and then it turned out that they had been hacked and followed, and it was all in the public. Even though I had that pit that followed the email. you, that surprised you. Like it I feel supr- like it surprised was waiting me to happen. that it all became so that it was like they were just hacked overnight and put on blast in the media and it was it was so major i didn't think it was going to go down like that i thought that they would make a decision and maybe come forward i didn't think i didn't give myself enough time to be like what do i think is going to happen but i definitely didn't see that coming except when they were kissing in the car i was like hmm, maybe someone could see you
0: yeah
2: actually that surprised me that someone got a picture of them kissing in the car because they like switched cars and like they did the whole like double whatever so I that one I that was probably the only thing that surprised me but honestly nothing in the book surprised me even like Raphael Luna being like the mole like didn't (laughs) surprise me
0: surprised me at the end when they are celebrating their mother's win of president and there's this wild celebration happening they just she just won re-election and then Alex and Henry just leave on their bikes and and in just go to Alex's childhood home like I get why they did it but I was like there's a Party hat. Your mom just A won big the one. fucking
3: presidency. Everyone yeah.
0: that you care about is there for this reason, and basically for you.
3: And like, you're just gonna bike home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, kind of what to your point, Red. I thought they made too much of a symbol out of his childhood home. Like, he has a key around his neck to his house. But I didn't really get that throughout the book, that he was so grounded in Texas, besides for, like, his file about wanting them to win. I thought that was a stretch.
1: Agreed completely. And that Texas binder that I thought was going to crack this case yeah. wide open, I guess it just, like, went to show how hard he was working on getting the votes in Texas and the rally in Houston really turned around the whole election. But, like, that's the stuff I'm just like.
3: Yeah. He didn't seem that. to have much of a history there that I could detect through his Present actions. It was more just like forced upon us as he has a key around his neck and he's from there. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Okay. So before we get into the moral of the story, I want to let you know that today's podcast is also sponsored by Blinkist. And Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, tablet, or your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like us who want to get the main points of the book quickly so that they can start using information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. I like Blinkist because, to be honest, like self-help books aren't my favorite mm-hmm. thing to read, but I do want to know what the... What help the, is what the help is and Blinkist like gives you all of that so quickly. You get like all of the fruits with less of the labor, and it's really perfect for me. They have so many different titles on the website. You should definitely check any check it out with blinkist you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books all the books you want to read and all for one low price blinkist for a limited time has a special offer just for our audience go to blinkist.com book club try it free for seven days and save 25 percent off your new subscription that's blinkist spelled b-l-i-n-k-i-s-t blinkist.com book club to start your free 7 day trial and you'll also save 25% off but only when you sign up at blinkist.com book club love it sign on get the moral of the story (laughs) speaking of moral of the story red white and royal blue the mouthful I'm telling you mouthful the moral for me is love wins yeah be Mm -hmm. yourself
3: don't ever compromise who you are for other people yes be yourself but if you can do so while having control of when you can come out If it could help other people, then do that.
0: Yeah. I agree. I mean, well said, ladies. Yeah. Be yourself. But
1: I also think something that that I want to talk about is, like, people, and I mean, like, the public— are better than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everyone's responses and o- overwhelming displays of love towards Alex and Henry, it's like that is something that would happen. And they never expected it because they just assumed that people would be against them. But maybe that's because what people, ha- that's what, you know, the queen had been telling them. Mm-hmm. But I think that as a, a society, like we're better than, than people mm-hmm. give us credit for. That's fair. And it's that's really a good sometimes one. the media. That makes things so nasty, like the Daily Mail printing all of those emails as if they're so scandalous. But to everyone else, this is a love story, Mm -hmm. right? You know, right? So a
3: great takeaway. That's how I saw it. So bad.
0: I totally agree. I feel like humanity ain't that bad, and and I think that we have an ability to rally together as as a people in a in sometimes a really positive way, in a, a surprising way.
1: Agreed. Okay, hey, next up, Hollywood treatment. Amazon does have the rights to Shut this up. book, so something will be That's getting made. Insane. I hope it's a movie. I don't think it needs to be a miniseries or
0: anything like that. No, it's
1: this is a movie. This mm-hmm. is a, it's a, not a, that deep for I'm a miniseries. So Surprise
0: that Amazon has the rights and not Hallmark. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think actually Here this would it. be a great first gay love story on Hallmark. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, but I would also love to see it at Amazon with such high production value. So let's get into who we. think well, I'm so excited for this part. I'm very into my answers. Who we would cast? Because first up alex i put down i know he skews a little old but i just had him in my head diego bonetta you know who he is snitch right no. yes you do he's in scream queens he's in cheetah girls he's in rock of ages
0: oh yeah i know his face
1: yeah um i think he would be perfect for the role of alex
0: that's a good one
2: darren chris
1: oh i saw some toasters that said that too yeah yeah he
2: does i was imagining him
3: like the whole time oh wow Noah a centennial
1: uh, I don't. I don't, I don't know so. if that works.
3: I don't know this isn't that. my best category,
0: <laughs> oh, Dana. I
1: forgot. We usually <laughs> yeah. give her a,
0: a, a pass. You could uh, also just say
1: like agreed with someone.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted to to bring in the Mexican heritage. So there's an actor Gael Garcia Bernal. He was in Mozart in the Jungle. You know that series on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And Itu Mama Tambien, which was a movie that I mean, it's incredible. Timothy Chalamet was another person that I totally envisioned in the Alex role, but I really wanted to bring in the, the Hispanic influence. Oh, so. for
1: sure. I think it's important that the the cast be true to the heritages of the characters because that is a big element in the story is the racial element. Yeah, totally. Uh, who would you have play Henry? I had two choices. My first was Alex Petifer because he's British and
2: he's blonde Even And he's Prince Charming.
1: When I was reading the book, I was seeing a brunette. I can never envision a blonde. I don't like know that many blonde guys, so I don't know what they look like. Um, but Alex Petifer is blonde or Army Hammer. Yeah. But he's not British, is he? No, no, So I think I'm going Alex Petifer. And I think for the movie that I would write, I would make them a little bit older. I think Alex could be in grad school or something.
2: Alex Petifer was mine.
3: I had Cole Sprouse with blonder hair.
1: I, so I Dylan? Can. <laughs> I can't. So also, also Dylan. you have to get the heights right because yeah, he's Henry than is Alex. much taller yeah. than Alex. And I think that plays into like that initial dislike.
0: You're right. Um, my Henry was Prince Harry, Duke of Essex <laughs> God. Sussex, not Essex. Love that for him. And I also had KJ Apa. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I would have loved someone British. However, I just this, the red hair. Even though they were like his sandy hair, I was like, it's red hair, and his name is Prince Harry, Duke Does of it Sussex.
1: Ever happened to you where they just tell you someone's hair straight up, and you're like, that's just not how I see it? Yeah. yeah, that's how I felt about the president. We'll get to her. June. Who would you have play June? I have Camila Mendez. I absolutely love her. I think she would be great. But if we're making everyone a little older, therefore June would be older than Alex. I had Aza Gonzalez because she's the fucking snatchler and she would, I would love to see her on my screen. Sophia Carson. Ooh, that's a good one. I know.
3: Gina Rodriguez. Ooh, good yes. one. <laughs> what? That is a good one. No, why are you laughing? <laughs> Who do you have? Um, I have Alexis
0: Bledel. Which is so random. But I learned that her dad is Argentinian, her mom is Mexican. Oh, who knew, who you know? Knew? I just thought of her, at June, as being, like, wispy in some way. So I was like, I'm envisioning an Alexis Bledel, and it worked out for me. I actually see that very much. I'm, I would like that casting. You I know what? It. Come
1: over to my camp. We'll ha- we're happy to have you. Sweet. Okay, who would you have for Nora? My choice is a little biased because she just came on the toast, so I just had her in my head, is Madeline Arthur. She's from To All the Boys I Love. She plays Chris. And I just saw Nora as, like, this beautiful girl who's, like, low-key beautiful. Um, but like almost like a pixie, like just little fairy angel.
2: Okay, I had similar vibe, and I think who I who I'm gonna say is kind of the same as her. But Josephine Langford. Okay, Catherine Langford's sister. She's a star of After, and she just like very much has like that vibe that I think that Nora was
3: giving out. Yeah, I had Ariel Winter. Ooh, I see that. Wow, Dana, I see that. Two for two. Nice. Mm, kind of. <laughs> two for
0: five. <laughs> I also see yours, Jax, because I love Chris and To All the Boys I Loved Before, and I feel like she'd make a great Nora. And she's,
1: like, alternative, like, yeah. like Nora was.
0: I had Demi Lovato. The reason was... <sighs> um, excuse <laughs> because me? Because she's had some, some moments of, like, bi, like, coming out and being bi, and so is Nora. And I feel like we haven't really talked about that, so I was like, my way of incorporating that is potentially by who she's played by. Interesting.
1: I don't I I don't see it. I still it at don't all, see it. No. But I appreciate you you ass, like assigning your thought process to it. Yeah. Who would you have played the president? Uh for me, I would it would, could be no one else than Selena Meyer, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um I just think actually she would be great in the role. Apparently she has blonde hair, but for me it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus
2: in the White House always. I did Charlie's Throne. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's so not how I saw her. No,
2: that's like totally how I saw her. Was like, just like blonde, tall, beautiful, like really had her shit together, but was also the president.
0: And also, like in that movie, she was just some bombshell, and that was the sort of a political. Oh, I didn't see Megan oh. Kelly. So it, I see that because she was like buttoned up and like wearing her her garb. And in the long shot, she plays the Secretary of State. Both movies I haven't seen, so oh, but at least it's coming so from, good. but yeah. at least it's coming from a good place. That was, yeah, that was a good educated decision based on nothing definitely
3: i had julie bowen
1: Oh, that's a good one.
3: But so we're just the Modern Family cast. In oh the my god, out.
1: that's all <laughs> that so Dana funny. watches is Modern <laughs> yeah. Family. So Those are the only actors I know. <laughs> that makes total sense.
0: Luckily, that works. I agree with that one too, D. Yes. yes, I mean, Jax, I'm right there with you. There is one and one woman only fit for this role: <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> okay, Amen. I'm so glad.
1: Okay, and who would you have play her ex-husband, Oscar Diaz, Alex and June's father? I had Mark Consuelo. Are you fucking kidding me? I had Mark and Swales. Me too. Oh, okay. Then he
2: has to have the role.
1: There's yeah. no one else. To there, get for he the job. is
2: made for the role.
1: He's I had Javier
2: Bardem.
0: Oh, I, I oh, that's see a good that. One. I also had Antonio Banderas. And you know who I also had? Benjamin Bratt, who was in Miss Congeniality. Ooh, that's Ooh, a great yeah. one. Thank you. That's that a really, really good one. Really good. I feel like he's everyone expects Mark and Swales, and I had him as well. But I think Benjamin Bratt could be a good. Bet you didn't expect
2: this. But like why are we doing the unexpected? Just like cast the properly. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa.
0: Oh my god. Shots fired. <laughs> Some take... change of opinion every now and then? Stage cover. Would it be the end of the world? Okay. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay. If everyone can like gather themselves it is time for our overall redheads rating i actually feel like the rating that we give whatever book we read is like a very good and fair rating when it's all of ours combined Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna start with my rating i thought long and hard about it i gave this book a Mm 3.5 because it's better than a three but it wasn't a four
2: jackie what is going
0: on today are you totally 3.5 oh wow i'm
3: gonna say three to switch it up
0: Okay. You guys, I'm giving it a 2.5. Wow. I, wow. I feel like you're the most critical because you chose it, so you had the highest expectations exactly. for it. Exactly. I had such high expectations and it it didn't totally deliver where I needed it to. I enjoyed it very much, but for for purposes of coming forth with my first choice, I I think I could have delivered maybe Aww. better, you guys. It's okay, Bex. No, but I think 2.5, but you guys I'm And honestly, thrilled. this made
1: for a very lively discussion. This episode is so long already, <laughs> so um, I think that's great. The overall Redhead's rating for Red, White, and Royal Blue is 3.125. <laughs>
2: I think that sounds about right. I, I think, think d- that sounds yeah. about right. I agree. It's not a three. It's not a four.
1: Okay. We are closing the book on this book, you guys. I feel great about it. I feel like we really talked about it as much as physically possible, but then I'm going to go home and lay on my pillow and be like, "Oh my god, we totally forgot about this entire storyline." I mean, there but was that's... only
2: there was really only one
3: storyline, though. It was Henry. and There's Alex. one scene I need to talk about because I couldn't get over it. I was cringing my brains out. <laughs> okay. Tell us when they were at the party getting drunk and "Get Low" by Lil John came on. And Alex was grinding and screaming at Henry, going, This is my
2: shit. Okay, I (laughs) wanted to die for him. (laughs) Mainly
3: not because of like the actions
2: of it all, because, like, yeah, I relate to that, but I, I simply couldn't imagine Alex doing it. That was the whole thing. Like, that was not the personality I got about Alex. So then all of a sudden, he's
3: like, I'm with you 100%. I'm
2: Dana. just picturing
3: myself as Henry in a room full of people I've never met, getting low from the window to the wall, standing there, not knowing how to dance, and getting yelled at that this is my shame. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, would, I would run to the courtyard too. <laughs> oh
0: my God, that is so, <laughs>
3: That's funny. so funny. I'm glad you shared that with us. It's been killing note. me.
1: Okay, before we announce our next book, I we all want to share the other books that we read this month and what we gave them as ratings so you guys can see if you want to read them as well. For me, I actually read a lot of books this month, but it was all within one week of each other, and then the other three weeks I didn't read. Hmm. I read Open Book by Jessica Simpson, which I recommend from top to bottom. It was absolutely incredible. I cried three separate times. She's literally an open book, and she's so brave and honest and true and raw, and it was amazing. I give it a five. I read Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Uh, It was so good. It was not my typical read, but I I absolutely loved it. I don't think that everyone would love it, but it just, it gripped me for some reason. I gave that a five. I read Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman, and I did not like it very much. I would give that a three. But other people really, so many people recommended it to me, so apparently people like it. I read Daisy Jones and the Six by taylor jenkins reed and i loved it rebecca you should read that i just bought it actually because of your recommendation you would love it i'll give it a five to me it felt like a really long magazine article it was such an easy enjoyable read um i totally enjoyed it and then i also read the seven husbands of evelyn hugo by taylor jenkins reed which might be one of my new favorite books Do you want to throw the dictionary
3: in there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <I laughs> Number five. It's I gave that actually a five.
0: unbelievable how much you're cruising through. You're giving the rest of the redheads a bad name. But it
1: also was because I went on a spa vacation with Zach, and so and I went talked to each other. <laughs> and he watched Dexter. I read three books. It was absolutely fabulous. Um, and it was it was so enjoyable. And the books that I chose were really good. I but I also started three books that I didn't finish because they weren't good. Another Taylor Jenkins read one that was Which on your list after I do.
2: I never read that.
1: I, re- I heard about it from you.
2: No, you didn't. I've literally never heard of that book. I've okay. only read one Taylor Swift. And James also, while book. we were young,
1: I started because
0: you said it, it was interesting okay. and I couldn't. I couldn't. That's what you're meant to do. You're supposed to put down a book that you can't finish.
1: I, You know, it's really hard for me to do that. I feel like a, a failure and I I feel like I have some sort of OCD where it's like I need it to say, the book to say read. Mm-hmm. And if it sits in my Kindle library at like 15%, it, it literally bothers Can you delete me. Delete it or like hide it? I don't know. That feels like <laughs> a waste just of money. It? <laughs> I think I have to finish it. Exactly.
0: Jax, I'm so impressed by you. Thank you. And I need to talk to Zach about Dexter. Oh, and you need to read Daisy Jones and the Six. I mean, it's sitting on my bed right now. I can't wait to start it. This
1: was a really great month of books for me. It's been it's been good. That was impressive. Anyone else read anything that they'd like to share with the class or recommend? Yeah, I
2: read Kyland by Mia Sheridan, which I thought was a very great book. What would you rate it? I would it? probably give it a four. I'm not like doling out fives like you are. <laughs> no, 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 but fives are for something that I
1: feel as though the redheads need to read. The Redheads being the larger community. And I happen to read a lot of those.
2: Um, And then that's, I also read Archer's Voice by Mia Sheridan. I just like found a new author clearly and just like decided (laughs) to read her books. And I like that as well, but I would give that a 3.5.
3: I liked um, four better. And yep, that's it. I just finished Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. It was really good but really depressing. It, I'd give it a 3.75 mm-hmm. only because, like, it should have elicited more emotions for how sad the topic was, and I didn't really feel like crying until the end. Um Fair. I read Lake Success by Gary Stengart, I think you pronounce it. Really, really good. That's a 4.3. Mm-hmm. And I am starting the Topeka School by Ben Lerner. It's pretty dense so far, but I I like it. I've heard good nice. things about that. Uh, well, nothing like
0: looking like the worst contributor to your the book. Club. Run to the the runt, truly. How do you guys have the time? I read this incredible book called The Girl with Seven Names, which I couldn't recommend more. Ooh, I'm gonna read that. Uh, I like your recommendations. Ever
1: since I Am Pilgrim, which I think about every day of my life. Truly. Especially
0: and in this corona climate. Exactly. Um, corona is I Am Pilgrim. I do want a caveat. It's, an, it's a true story. It's a North Korea defector story. So, I mean, it's different than anything we've ever really discussed on the podcast. Um, but it's an incredible journey and uh, I mean, it's about a woman who's grown up in North Korea and sort of like her journey when she leaves North Korea. It's not what you expect and it's very complicated and it's really tragic at times. So it's just packed and like I said, it's a true story. so it gives you a lot of history and a lot of insight into North Korea, which is obviously kind of a black box for a lot of us. Um, I couldn't reckon, recommend it enough, but it was it was heavy at times. Um, and where the dads sing could not be more of an incredible book. So yeah. I don't know if I recommended that or not to you, I feel like a lot of people that's like on people's lists right now. But how freaking
3: great is that story? It's it was unreal. so good. I would recommend it. It was one of the best books and you know I've ever read. you know what's
1: interesting? I feel like sometimes when we read a book like Husband's Secret where the uh, point of view keeps changing, I find it really frustrating. But then when we read this book and it was one person's point of view and I didn't like them, mm-hmm. I miss
0: those sort of complex st- ways of telling stories. That's a really good point. Maybe that's where I feel like this story fell flat is I was just looking for a little bit more, and I feel like when the point of view does shift from person to person, chapter to chapter, it just keeps me invested.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's sometimes frustrating, but it. I, I think the payoff is greater in the end when all the stories match up. Mm-hmm. You know, but I would have liked to hear from Henry's point of view, yeah. because he seemed like a really complex character. And just hearing about him through the way that Alex thought he was, was because of the way he juts out his chin, like, that's not enough for me. Yeah. Great. Well, now it is time
3: for Dana's Choice. Ooh. Okay. I chose Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. Okay. And I'm a little insecure about it because... <laughs> That's great. great. <laughs> wow, yeah, I'm excited. It was recommended to me by a lot of people, specifically my fiancé, Josh, who loved it. But I kept telling him I have a reputation my to daughter. uphold because everyone on this podcast who listens thinks I'm this, like, very dark, depressing literary person. And which the description, which I googled, obviously, to make sure it was kosher, even though I hate learning what a book is about beforehand, me too, doesn't seem that dark. But <laughs> Josh, who
1: is, like, an educated literary person like you, recommended it. So yeah, we're going to so take the recommendation. We're doing it. And that's the book. I, mean, I really hope it's good. He
0: went to Princeton. <laughs> Ever heard of it? Oh, what is I've that? heard of it.
1: Josh went to Princeton. Did you know that? What's that? LOL. Like, honestly, with you, you <laughs> might
2: be serious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> snitch. You might be serious. How do you spell it? <laughs>
0: Stop. I can Dana, I'm, I'm excited. I've heard good things about the story. And uh, I mean, I've sort of heard a few things about the story. Sort of mixed. I know, I'm curious. But, you know, I think it's going to be a great discussion story. That's what I think the Redheads are all about.
1: I love that. If we're nothing if not able to discuss. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are a fan of this podcast, please leave us a review in the podcast store. Make sure to join our Facebook group called The Redheads. Follow us on Instagram at The Redheads. We just got that short Instagram handle. Feeling good about it. And if you want to submit questions to the show, email us at Club at gmail.com. As always, there are a million places to get in touch with us. If you have suggestions, comments, praise, we'll take it all. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next month. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye.